Welcome to Coffee House. This is Propaganda by Edward Bernays Discussion. So if you'll recall, Propaganda by Edward Bernays is a book about propaganda. It was written or published in 1928. And it's specifically about how to use the ideas of propaganda to manipulate, although that might be a loaded term for purposes of Bernays, to judge or direct for a small group of elites to direct a population that is not capable of governing itself. So. This was, of course, published at a time when the idea of propaganda was quite new, and it was as the development of means to be able to disseminate propaganda were being more readily developed. And, of course, today we have the most incredible, expansive means of disseminating propagandistic material, which we are seeing at full bore in April of 2021. So what we do in the discussions is just kind of dive a little deeper into the ideas that are implicated by a book that we've read. And right now we're going to talk about sloppy primate brains. We've got them. You've got one in your head. I've got one in mine. Mine is a little tidier, of course, than most, but still, it's something that we can learn and have learned and most certainly are learning to exploit is the way that our primate brains function. This is something that advertisers, of course, have done historically ever since it has been an industry now. And now it's being done systematically. So in antiquity, of course, people would use these little tricks to try to exploit our primate brains. But now it's something that's being done in a systematic way by people who have very distinct and broad-reaching agendas. So what do we end up with? We end up with a propaganda arms race. And there are a couple of ways to respond to it. So number one, we could take the power away from propaganda so that people can't be propagandized, except in the most minimal sense of, say, advertisers putting pretty ladies next to Cokes and making you want them therefrom. But the more important, vital questions that we have to answer, say, when it comes to our legal or political representation, who we need to vote for and what we should vote on a given referendum or whatever, these more vital kinds of questions, if we wanted to take away the power of propaganda, it would require an intense focus by some 300 million people in this country. That is going to be a severe, tall order when brainstorming how we can possibly get around this new era of the way information is disseminated. The other option is to simply fight the arms race. You know, there's a remote possibility, oh, I say remote, it's not a thing that could possibly happen, is that all sides disarm and they decide that they're not going to use these kinds of methods, these propagandistic methods. But it's never going to happen. Today we have a modern state, a modern sleek state. Really, it's just living on the backs of giant corporations. We have our first trillion dollar corporations. Big tech and big data, these are things that our ancestors didn't really have to worry about. And it's only going to get worse with how esoteric artificial intelligence is and how much computing power you need for this sort of thing. Now, there are technologies. I know I've brought it up, at least I'm, I'm learning a lot more about it. Things like blockchain, open source artificial intelligence and open source software in general. All those things are really important and they're kind of giving a fighting chance to all the little people out there. But still, it requires a lot of specific knowledge and understanding and often a lot of resources to be able to implement these things in an effective way. But so, we can be in the midst of the fight of the arms race and use a propagandistic methods to try to counter bad ideas that are out there being disseminated. But this is tough. This is very, very difficult to try to do this. When you see, say, a bad idea, when you see something like the wage gap being perpetuated as some kind of an obvious indicator of widespread sexism or whatever, 
that is appealing to an emotional and ideological bent, whereas if you're trying to quell that, it seems like you're fighting from the back foot all the time when you're just trying to use truth and reality and the like to try to fight these kinds of things that are much more attractive to human beings with our sloppy primate brains. One method has to be cultural. It has to be a commitment amongst people who are trying to fight this fight to shame people who exhibit a lack of humility when it comes to complex topics, any complex topics, but especially complex topics in politics. So when someone cites a study, you can ask about the parameters of the study, the controls that were in place, the citations of the study. You can easily point out holes in the information that's presented. Everything in the political realm is too complex for someone to have an actual handle on it. So one thing that's easy to remember is that everyone is pretending to be sure. They're not actually sure. Another important thing to keep in mind that is something that I have been implementing more readily lately is that you cannot ignore the emotional aspect. It's actually an extremely important part of who we are and how we think and how we learn. We have another dimension. <laughs> Our emotional system is designed to smash together all the information that we have, like a toddler, into a very crude signal. It's very dangerous and poor. However, most people need it to simplify the scary world. I say most people, I mean all people. Literally all people need it to simplify a scary world. We use it all to different degrees. So we have to show humility in the fact that we don't necessarily know when ours is working over time, but we don't realize it, and humanity in recognizing that other people are going to be motivated in different ways by this aspect of themselves. And we have to be aware of that. So probably the most important idea from the book, the propaganda book, is the insistence that all of the propagandistic methods have to be used consistently and systematically. And of course that's scary when you look at it from a big brother point of view, but it's the idea of a confluence of numerous sources of pressure. So in the book specifically, it was talked about how it's not just government, it's news media, it's corporations, it's local politics, it's education, it's entertainment down to individuals who will individually demand conformity to some idea. They're all working together to achieve a goal. And that aspect of using propaganda to direct a population is something that you have to be aware of, even if you try to knock out one area of it. All the rest might still keep it standing. So I think uh, technically the most difficult and most important one to use properly is education. This is something where the ideas that are being espoused, the ideologies, are just dug in like a tick. I've always wanted to use that phrase in some context, so I got to use it. Thank you very much. But it's something that is much more difficult than simply sitting down with some adults over a table and having a debate about the merits of a minimum wage. I mean, this is something that is extremely important. It has to be handled with the utmost consistency and intelligence, and therefrom you add every other aspect of society. But the first step in all of these, of course, is to fight for merit first in every category, but you have to add not just that uh, we're looking for what's meritorious, but also the emotional aspect of it. What does it do for somebody personally and emotionally? Not just that it's meritorious, that it has the merit for that given category. Remember, most people are uninterested in politics. I think this was something that was said in the book, and I think it's uh, scarily accurate, is that most people don't have much of an interest in all the ins and outs of politics. And the left has painted itself as the moral option. That puts it in this tete-a-tete -tete wherein the simpler people look at politics, the easier it is to just pick the moral option so you're not going to be attacked on moral grounds. It's the refuge of people with little information. 
In reality, it is not the moral option, it's the look at me, I'm virtuous option. And that's even when it's demonstrably detrimental to everyone you're pretending to care about. So this framing is the first thing that needs to be taken out when it comes to the how these memes propagate themselves amongst people and how propaganda works, is that this idea of one political party being the moral party and one political party being the severe, anti-moral, pollute-the-lake-if-it-makes-a-profit party, this has to be attacked because in reality, the moral idea is what has the best long-term results. Just as if you were raising children and you were trying to figure out what's best for the children, you wouldn't say that stuffing them with ice cream for dinner every night and not making them brush their teeth is the moral option, even though it makes them happy right now at this moment. So this framing has to be changed, is that the left is not the moral option, it's the pretend-to-be-moral option. Anyway, so that's a, that's a decent discussion of propaganda by Edward Bernays and some of the ideas that came out of it. The next book that we're going to look at is How Harry Became Sally. I don't know if anybody has even access to this anymore. I think it was kicked off of Amazon. But one of our major points is to look at controversial ideas even when they weren't controversial just five years ago. But now they're considered absolute blasphemy in modern political society. Anyway, that's the book When Harry Became Sally and we will talk about that next week. I am, I promise, going to get some more of these articles up because there's there are some fantastic ones that I have saved here that we need to talk about. And again, we're going to have some better method to be able to get more of a back and forth. And we're going to have some live people, not just me making a you know slightly higher voice and pretending to be somebody else. We're going to have somebody else on this thing so we can t- discuss a lot of these issues. And otherwise, I hope all is well. It's actually going to be a pretty nice couple of days coming up here. And I'm going to try to get outside for a minute, even if it's just in transit. And I will see you on the next one. All right, bye. (laughs) 